0: tells him we have a dozen rangers out here the dogs and even ghosts no one's gonna hurt you go on and look it's the first look that's the hardest the, the first cut is the, the deepest hardest. i'm yeah. so thrilled that just happened i'm not anyway <laughs> hey hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Man is your favorite full-spoiler podcast of George R.R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, starting with the Game of Thrones. As always, I'm your host, Zach. Sitting here, not at all pleased with my shenanigans, is my brother Nate. I hate you so much. You know. I was having a great day. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still having you a great day. You still can. If you allow that to ruin your day, that's a problem with you and not on me. Stop projecting. Thank you. Anyway... We read Game of Thrones here, and then we talk about it because we like it. Yeah, so if you joined us last episode, thanks for coming back. If you're new, welcome. Hopefully you know the books, or else... You're getting it ruined. You missed a couple. You, you missed a couple chapters. You 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 jumped ahead. So you should jump to. You should. But if you want to, just listen. Whatever. Yeah. Do your thing, man. We're so, good. Background noise. I see you over there doing the dishes. Yeah. You're killing it. So last episode we read Sansa.
1: Sansa. Four, I believe. Four. And she wrote a couple letters. She wrote some letters. And
0: those letters were forcing her or requesting that her family. Yeah, Sansa is now him. effectively a prisoner of war. She her father was accused of treason, obviously, and. She is dealing with the repercussions because we found out that she is the one who told the queen of Ned Stark's plan to flee the city with his children. She has completely forgotten about her sister, Arya,
1: who was actually the chapter just before her. So we actually know more about her situation than Sansa
0: does, which is nothing that's going to end from Mm -hmm. this point on. And so, yeah, Sansa uh, just keeps getting teased with this prospect of marrying Joffrey, marrying the now king. And so she indeed does end up writing some letters to her family, basically asking them to keep the peace, come bend the knee and swear fealty. And when she marries Joffrey, she will be able to barter for Lord Eddard's safety. And so we pick up... This episode with with John Seven, but before we do get into John Seven, we had some correspondence recently, right? And so we want to say a very happy belated birthday to Julian, Julian from France. What up? And Julian wrote us uh, actually on his birthday, and so. We were very excited about that, and just mentioned that he had been binge listening to the podcast and still had Arya 4 and Sansa 4 left to enjoy. Which we just, you know, recapped, so he's catching up soon. And as a longtime fan of the TV show, he's been watching right along since the beginning of season 3, so he got his Red Wedding, holy shit moment, spoiler free. Hell yeah, man, that's That's not
1: something a lot of people can say these days. But,
0: however, he was hooked as soon as Jamie pushed Bran out the window. Anyway, he had been enjoying the show season after season, including season 6. Season 7 left him a bit baffled, but, uh, and to be honest about season 8, he liked the first two episodes and was hugely disappointed by the third. He thought the stakes weren't respected, even if the tension in the first half of the episode was awesome. And so yeah, I, that's I get a, that. It's a very valid yeah, argument. Yeah, no, it, they definitely build it up, and then I was—that was one of the things I was most surprised about—is how little people died. Yeah, uh, yeah. In that episode, it was, you know, it was just a few. It was definitely
1: shocking. that And there so, was yeah, I weed. can
0: totally see that. And the uh,
1: frustrations there, no, definitely makes sense. He did, however,
0: he was uh, okay with Arya proving that she did struggle all those seasons for a big purpose, and he said he didn't expect much from the episodes but he enjoyed episode four and then he spoiled himself with the famous reddit thread yeah (laughs) and so he loved the ending with the starks the big montage the music he really enjoyed it and it'll always leave a bitter taste in his mouth that the two seasons were a bit rushed and sometimes inconsistent but game of thrones definitely is still one of his favorite shows ever so a couple quick points there uh i'm thrilled
1: that you at least found some Justification for Arya there. That's cool. Cause yeah, it would suck to, especially such a badass character, to lose. You know the, the feel. I, I like for, that you take so the, you're taking cool. the show as a
0: whole. And but
1: then yeah, I'm super thrilled that you you did enjoy the end part there, at least. That Stark montage, that was super uplifting for me. Mm. And so if you at least found something from it, that's cool. And uh, Yeah, it's great that you're not letting it destroy your whole vision of the rest of the series, which, for the most part, as far as I've seen, most fans didn't let it ruin the rest of the show, the parts that they did enjoy. They're just not happy with Mm. certain parts of the end And So to
0: each their own, but
1: thanks for sharing that part with
0: us. Yeah, That's super so he awesome. goes on and says that the Hyper on Season 8 got him listening to lots of podcasts, French ones and some English-speaking ones. And so his job allows him to have a lot of time to pass the time with these podcasts. So those got him curious, and he took the challenge after a few days after Game of Thrones Season 8 ended to buy and read the books. And he bought them in English. Yo, mad respect. Like, buy them uh, in a,
1: a language that you're, you're just, you know, not it's your second language. Mm-hmm. I mean, just is intimidating for me because I know I, I have trouble with foreign languages in general. And so
0: the, the fact that you go on to say that you really enjoyed us and we do in fact know that we were a bit messy at first. Yeah. And uh, mainly that was just our excitement shining through. We really – this podcast has become both of our baby and – we both really are just excited with each chapter because we talk about it when we finish notes. Uh, Oh, we got to shut the fuck up because we're going to... We got to save it for on air. Yeah, we got to save it for on air because we're going to ruin it. We're going to ruin it. It's such a good chapter. And so we really, really, really enjoy the fact that you enjoy listening to us talk about it, and All if the we shit talking and are what? able to help you in any way in the analytical process or in the vocabulary process, helping to maybe understand some English vocabulary...
1: That's more than we ever could have hoped to get from this podcast. That's the most gratifying so, thing I've ever heard. Thank you for letting us be a part of that. That's just super awesome for us.
0: And you said you, you like the inductees thing. You absolutely did spell it right, by the way. And, uh... Your interactivity is something we look forward to in the future, so I believe you said you're all caught up. Send us some inductees for Danny... And uh, I know you you said you're moving on to Clash pretty soon. But but even
1: if you wanted to do a quick perusal, a reminder, by all means, hit us up with chapters you've read, any thoughts you have. Or or we will,
0: for book one, we'll probably be doing a general wrap-up series if you wanted to send an inductee for the book as a whole. You could do that. Or start sending us your Clash of Kings one, and we'll read the thoughts, and we'll hold on to them until we record those episodes, and then we'll be glad to throw you on.
1: 100% have you on for those. We
0: absolutely enjoy having anyone listen especially international and especially assisting when you you took such a bold challenge to read the book in a different language so julian thank thank you you. we are working on a plan to sort out our social media bullshit (laughs) so we hear you loud and clear my friend anyway happy belated birthday thank you for writing in valor morgulis valor morgulis anyway we also got some
1: correspondence from the Silent Sisters, not so Silent Sisters, yeah. but we'll go over their stuff as we we reach those things. As yeah, we they got some do. stuff to say about and, Angsty uh, John. Snow. bring up some some of the inductees at the end as we typically do. So, with not a further ounce of ado, John Seven, and we open with the men of the Night's Watch
0: gathered in the Haunted Forest. Oh, Thor, Jeremy Reichard is saying. As he nudges one of the corpses that they have stumbled upon. The other one was Joffer Flowers. He turns the corpse over with his foot. The dead white face stares up at them with blue, blue eyes. Yeah. These were Benjen Stark's men. So, my I have a lot of thoughts about these bodies here that I'm going to point out more
1: heavily as we get through the chapter. and yeah. Some ex- explanations, but... Um, do you think that they're whites here?
0: Already? I... See... Okay, so I have quite a few thoughts about these things, and that was the question that I kept asking myself when I was reading this part, is are they whited and capable of movement and killing now, and they're just buying their time? Right, yeah. Or is it because, as far as we're told, there's magic
1: in the wall? Well, there's another point that's made as well, yeah, where you start hearing, and I start thinking if it has anything to do with these again. That's why we'll get into that part further. But I so just wanted I to give would, you a quick initially. At, initially,
0: at, at, I would say I do not think they are all capable, okay. capable of standing in movement and killing. Right I now. do.
1: You do. And I'll explain okay, why. Cool, as Okay. Cool. Yeah. Get there. All right. Cool. Cool. Um. So John is thinking about how he begged Ben, Uncle Ben, to take him along on his next ranging. Mm-hmm. The last time he saw him. And hes he thinks to himself, gods, I was such a green boy. If he had taken me,
0: it might be me laying here.
1: Indeed. And I still think he's green as fuck, but at least he's aware of the fact now that he was dumb See, as shit.
0: See, one of John's, to me, biggest redeeming qualities in the first book is that he does become very self-aware. He even when he's acting stupid, he kind of becomes aware of it relatively quickly. Yeah, he yeah. he does have the right of it when he says that bastards have to grow up quicker than the others, and on the wall, you definitely have to grow up quicker. So he he does. So when he, it's not like Sansa for me with John, where John is can be ignorant, but But
1: he, then he turns it back. He, then he be, then realizes. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, issues. three, four, a chapter, whatever, a couple pages later, John will usually be like, "Yeah, that was I was being a bitch. Like I'm not right. Be. right. And so, yeah, Basically, yeah. So Lord Mormont cl- climbs down off his horses. Well, we get that Joffrey's wrist was just a ruin of torn flesh, splintered bone, where Ghost had bitten off his hand. His right hand, the the hand that Ghost tore off, was now in a jar of vinegar in Maester Amon's tower, left to be studied and creepy. His left hand, however, was still attached, and that arm was as black as his cloak. So immediately, I think of cold hands. Yeah,
1: so we also start learning that all the whites have the black hands. Yeah, we do. But learn, yeah, I also I thought of, got the blue of eyes. I cold hands myself, I thought of, be, just because, you know, that's one of cold his Cold hands, his, yeah, his the qualities. black cold
0: hands. So yeah, gods have mercy, the old bear mutters as he gets down and now, hands the reins to Johnny. This is also part of the reason why I think that they are whites at this point. Granted, the black
1: extremities is also something I believe is caused by Frost pooling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you get too damn cold. So it might not necessarily be just, but it's saying that they're already at that point. I mean, it definitely
0: pool. seems to be symptoms of whiteness. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. um, So yeah, he he comes down, hands the reins off to go get a close look. The horse is
0: having none of this shit. Yeah. It's nervous as hell. The next
1: thing I think about them, because I think that if they were just corpses, even if they were killed
0: by the whites, the horses aren't going to be freaking out. Well, see, I think I think that's sort of the magic of the whites. And I think intentionally. With this, because this white Othor is on a fucking mission, right? And so I think it's in I, that to prove, like to to what I was saying earlier. I think they aren't whites here because they can't be whites here because whites can't yet pass beyond the wall. So I think it's that once they get brought beyond the wall, he gets animated by whatever force, be it the Night King from the show who raises his arms or whatever force there is. They wait until he's beyond the wall, and then they bring him back, and he's able to try to attack the Lord Commander. That makes sense. And so, I yeah, I I think it's more just the stink of, like, the other's magic is on these corpses right now. They're they're very close to turning. my my, uh, theory kind of correlates
1: with yours there anyway, and just in a different style, but I still believe that at this point they're whites.
0: But so John's trying to just fight to keep this horse from bolting. It didn't like the feel of this place, and, yeah, and neither did, did John. Do, or the dogs. Or the dogs. The regular dogs. They
1: took off, one of those. Just took off running away from Chet. Yeah. Um, and then he starts thinking about how he had the Winterfell dream again the night before.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And everything basically, as he mentions, is the same as before, except in the crypts. He gets down into the crypts, and he's walking down past crypts, and. Then they start opening, and the dead kings from the past start crawling out of the crypts. That's creepy. Yeah.
0: He awakes, and in the pitch dark, his heart hammering, and even when Ghost jumps up and starts giving him some good boy loves, that doesn't shake his terror. So he dared not go back to sleep, so he climbed the wall and walked till he saw the light of dawn. It was only a dream. I'm a man of the night's watch, not a frightened boy. So, what do you think it means? I, I the think. The dead it, are walking. The dead are, <laughs> yeah. Like, the shit's starting to stir here, Johnny boy. You need to figure out your fucking who you are type thing. I think it's entirely meant as a warning that the, the shit's hitting the fan. Yeah, so he turns
1: his attention on Samuel Tarley. Who's hidden down behind some trees and, you know, tucking himself behind the horses, trying not, try not look, to be seen. Not he looking at the he dead is man.
0: doing everything he can to not look over the And head. he tells John that, I, I can't look. And John tells him, you have to. You're Maester Eamon's eyes out here. You need to tell him what, what the fuck is up. So Sam says, I'm a coward. But John walks over, puts his hand on Sam's shoulder. Can I just say, Sam, dude, you're fucking out there. Yeah. Like, you've already, like,
1: you've gone beyond the wall like you've already shown you're not as much as a coward he keeps saying he's a
0: coward because he's scared in the moment and uh, that's what he's not realizing is that there's nothing wrong with being terrified in the moment you're still there and doing it like a coward would have been like nah give it to Chet." right and so yeah John puts his hand on his shoulder and tells him we have a dozen rangers out here the dogs and even ghosts no one's gonna hurt you go on and look it's the first look that's the hardest the The first look I'm yeah. so thrilled that just happened. I'm not. Anyway, <laughs> so Sam nods and slowly turns his head. His eyes widen as he looks. And yeah, I mean, it, it's, I mean, we're, especially you and I, because we've done the job that you currently have and that I used to do with you. Yeah. But the first time you, you see, a normal person, see, or looks upon, especially a scene like this. Yeah, yeah, no. I think Sam is a very, like, normal, what we as readers would basically be doing, you know? Like, holy shit, shit, with these crazy blue eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, no fucking way. So Sam is not playing the coward here, and it's a little frustrating how down on himself he is, which is an odd sentence for me to ever say, because I detested Samwell Tarly my first read-through. I heard Sam. So the old bear says that Benjamin Stark had six men with him. Where are the others? I
1: also did real quick. Want to point oh, yeah.
0: out the uh, the part where we burst into harmony. The first
1: look is the hardest. kind of reminded me of Bran mm. when he looked into the heart of winter? Yeah, and how it just Bran the broken, you know. But anyway,
0: back to John. Uh, so yeah, it. Rikard, Jeremy Ryker just shakes his head. You he, uh, you he don't fucking know where Mormons, uh, where Benjamin Stark's other four yeah. men are. And, so, he, like, why would he is what I had noted here. Like, this poor fucking guy is Well, guy's like, take Mormont's it hard getting right frustrated. Things no, are absolutely. spiraling out of control. Like, yeah. this is very close to the wall.
1: But, like, damn. Like, because I felt bad for Rykar here. Like, because he, he's just doing the best he yeah. can to fill
0: in for Ben. Like, and, nobody expected Ben to go missing. And John notes that Mormont does not look pleased. Mormont, Mormont is not I, pleased, Rykar. I'm not pleased, Rykar. And That's so. Good. Two of our brothers butchered in sight of the wall, and your rangers saw nothing. So it said almost within sight. Yeah. So,
1: it's like, not like they could just be standing on the wall and seeing it.
0: Yeah, like, but Mormont but does he was... indeed make a good point here, because he says, is this what we've fallen to? Do we still sweep these woods? And he points out, this man died with a hunting horn. Am I to believe he died without sounding it? Like... It's a pretty good point. No, absolutely like he's not making bad points. But at all. if it is the others, that it's entirely possible he didn't get a chance to sound Well, that's it. it. it absolutely. Thing. And so, so poor
1: Rykar is like, "We do sweep them, but per
0: your command, we have reduced the number of guards because we don't have enough people. Yeah, since Benjamin was lost, we've stayed closer to the wall by your own command. And Benjamin or uh, Mormont says, "Be that as it may, then tell me how they died." And So Jeremy squats by Jaffer and grabs his head by the scalp and the thin hair comes out between his fingers and Jaffer curses and shoves the head back. And when he does, it shows the cut in the neck that opens up like a mouth. And he says that this was done with an axe.
1: And then I love this guy. This guy is like I heart him. Darwin. Darwin. Darwin, Darwin, Darwin. The, he's the old forester he's who been, can sniff and just yeah. tell what's going he on. He knows. And so he he points out that it's not unlike the axe usually carried by Othor. Mm. Um, John's John's like, feeling sick. Yeah, he's feeling nauseous looking at it. Which again, having seen those kinds of things. I don't blame him. Like I understand. Well, like no, where I think comes...
0: it's mainly the moment where like the neck parts exactly. and opens, and well, he can it. look in and mm-hmm. see the gross. The, the gore is the part where he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like, whoa. and so he makes himself look at the second body, and it says that Othor was a big ugly man, and thus he made a big ugly corpse, and he had no axe wounds, but John remembers Othor singing and being bawdy on the way yeah. out when he rode out with Benjamin and john thinks to himself that he's singing no songs now dang which is just a dark line so and... then they bring up the the black hands
1: again and part of me was thinking that the the attention to the black hands is also going to kind of foreshadow that john's hand is going to be at the end of the chapter he's going to burn it and usually you burn something black to a crisp it's going to And so kind of showing that, you know, is the way he's looking at it and noticing it each time, and then his hand's going to be jacked up. So
0: I know as well that Samuel Tarley will point it out that there isn't as much blood at this scene as if they were killed here, but Jaffer's wounds especially, when they're described, made me curious because it says that uh, blood decorated his wounds, breast, groin, and throat, but his eyes were open, blue as sapphires. Breast, the heart groin right throat like to me it just screams white like just quick one, one two one three. like just in 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 and just dropped. like that's why his entire garment isn't just drenched in blood right it's just these three quick pierces he bled out and died real quick and they're like, not even bled out he stopped it, bleeding. well that's what His I, heart yeah, stopped it just screams efficiency to me yeah which how is what we've learned in
1: the the little we've got gained from them since the the book started um they, that's what they do they're efficient they kill like when they circled um raymore royce yeah at the end yeah. it was they were toying with him and then when it was time to kill boom 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 yeah. boom, 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 boom done
0: the end. And that's why when Sir Jeremy Riker suggests wildlings, Mormont and I both scoffed. And Mormont mm. says, Mance Raider this close to the wall. And then we get the line, John could have told them. They knew. He knew. Oh, he knew. They all knew. But no one would say the words. The others. There was only a story, though. You, you got something? I just... You know nothing, Jon Snow. If they they know. If they ever lived, they've been gone for 8,000 years. But Jon feels foolish at the thought. He's a brother of the Night's Watch. Not a child that owned Nan's feet with Bran and Arya and Rickon. But then Mormont snorts at the thought of wildlings. Mm. Which is,
1: you know, oh shit, the, the Lord Commander's well, thinking. Well, I
0: mean, and again, if the... The, the, the efficiency of the kills, like, wildlings use axes, they exactly. use crude brutal, weapons, yeah, yeah they're, gonna, they're, they're take, gonna hack off. And they wouldn't
1: have left any of the armor, they, yeah so no. they're gonna utilize what yeah. they can. So,
0: it, it... He
1: says, if it were wildlings, Ben Stark would have come back, rallied the troops, gone out and m- ran them off, killing them. Bring like, me, and brought me back their heads. Like, Ben Stark wouldn't have had any issues with wildlings, Ever the realist, and unless he were slain as well, is what Sir Jeremy says. I mean, that's a, an entirely valid. And point. those
0: words cut John deep. See, what like that? I actually get a like. I love Old Bear. I adore Old Bear, but I get frustrated with him here because. The, him and John both put Benjen yeah, Stark on, on this such, pedestal absolutely. like he's fucking Superman flying around north of the wall. Yeah, like, and like he's a
1: good ranger and all, but what gives him Sir this... Jeremy
0: Rikar is right. Like, what if it was Wildlings and they got the drop on him in yeah, his party? Like, exactly. Like, Benjen could have been slain. It, it Like, I understand he's a good fighter and a good ranger and a Stark, but, like, just because he's angry his men were slaughtered doesn't mean he's gonna just immediately shrug off his wounds come back to castle black and be like you know they stabbed me eight times but like whatever <laughs> i'm wolverine i don't give a shit i regenerate so i just the the nativity Absolutely. coming out of mormont there i sided with jeremy Riker in this discussion here so jeremy lays it out he says it's been half a year since
1: ben left He's had... uh, It's been
0: half a year since then. John has been at the wall for probably around nine months then. Yeah, exactly. So we get a nice time. Right,
1: right. And so he'd wager these were the last survivors of the group, attempting to make it back to the wall. The corpses are still fresh, but they haven't been dead more than a day. No. (laughs) John started... John, John, like, fuck. So... All I could think about is that meme with Dwight the from The Office where Angela comes walking up and, and he's goes, the bar. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I
0: was like, that's John and Samuel Darley when he's, no. Sir Riker immediately loses favor with me by saying, I didn't ask for your opinions, boy. And John says, let him speak, sir. And Mormont yeah. looks from John to Sam and back and says, I'll hear him out if the lad has something to say. I think that
1: he's surprised as well that yeah, he's like yeah. oh shit this kid's going to say something. He's got something to say if he's
0: if he's that off.
1: scared like and so I think it's funny that see, he has Sam almost has the same presence, in a different way, obviously, a same presence as Roose Bolton. Yeah, no, he's like, so quiet that yeah. he forces you to listen. And when
0: people hear him, they're like, oh, shit. What's... If he's speaking up, mm, then we should listen. it's kind of like when you're in school and the really quiet kid just goes off on someone <laughs> and everyone's like, yo, this kid's <laughs> fucking getting it. But uh, So Sam, uh, Mormont tells him, come closer, boy. We can't see you behind those horses. So Sam steps forward and he says, it, it can't be a day. The blood. And Mormon gets impatient and says, watch of it. <laughs> and Chet, because Chet's here with the dogs, says he soils himself at the sight of it. Ha, 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 And all the rangers laugh, and it's a grand old time. Chet, I feel you begrudging. So then he schools the fuck out of that Sam continues on. Where ghosts tore off the hand, the stump hasn't bled. My father used to make me watch him... Dress animals, which like fuck Randall Tarley. Yeah, poor fours in this poor kid but fresh kills. The blood would flow. Later it would be clotted. Clotted like jelly. And this man, Sam looks sick as he says it. His blood is crusty and dried up. And so John immediately sees what Sam means. And
1: he also then points out that he, it's untouched by animals. Except by ghosts,
0: I really like because John says he can see the man's veins in his wrist, iron worms in pale flesh. His blood is black dust. So like, it's yeah, frozen. yeah, it's fucking frozen, solid, and yeah, yeah. Uh, this is when Dywin sidles closer and takes a whiff and goes, well, they're no pansy flowers, but there's no corpse stink. The boy has the right of it. Sam points out that the corpses aren't rotting. There's no maggots. There's no worms. They're in the forest, but they haven't been eaten or chewed. Only ghosts. John just basically says that they're untouched and and ghost is different. That's why he's willing to be here. The dogs and the horses won't go anywhere near it. And all the rangers kind of look at each other knowing that John and Sam are both telling the truth. So Mormite says, yeah, bring the dogs closer, sort of as like, let's test this hypothesis here. And Chet tries to, but they're yanking, they're whimpering, they're digging in their feet. So he singles out a bitch, and he's trying to drag a bitch over, and she retreats and finally lunges at him. So Chet drops the leash, and she takes off into the trees, just running full tilt. And so Sam goes on saying that this is all wrong. There's blood on the bodies, but not on the ground or anywhere else. And with those terrible wounds, wouldn't there be blood everywhere? Wouldn't the sand, snow be drenched with the blood? And so this is when Dywin, the old forester, speaks up and says, maybe they were killed elsewhere and left here as a warning. Right. And he points out, this is when he pointed yeah, out, Thor didn't have blue eyes. And so this is when Sir Jeremy looks startled and said, neither did Flowers. And he just starts looking over the dead men, and it says a silence fell over the wood. And John squats down beside Ghost and starts hearing them burn them from the rangers. Burn the bodies, get fucking burn them. And so Morma so, shakes his head. Not yet. I want Maester Eamon to take a good look yeah. at them first.
1: He wants the bodies brought to the wall for Eamon to examine. And basically some more commands are easily given and then obeyed.
0: Yeah, they, they wrapped the dead men in cloaks, but when Hake and Diewin tried to tie one to a horse, it went mad, rearing and lashing out with its hooves, biting at Ketter as he went to help. No other horse worked any better, so they ended up lashing together a cr- crude slings and carried the corpses on foot.
1: Yeah, so on their way back, Mormont says he wants every single inch of these woods searched for Uncle Ben. And his men, dead or alive Like every,
0: under every stump And damn mushroom and rock Look And if anyone else is in these goddamn woods I'll know it, I wanna know it yeah. Because I'm tired of this shit, man I've had enough And so from that point on he rode in uh, silence
1: All the way until they got to the wall To mm-hmm. where where they exited the woods And could then see the wall
0: And It's warm, it's very warm yes. And the wall is weeping copiously they called it Spirit Summer. The season giving up its ghosts at last. And after this the cold would come, they say they said a long summer meant a long winter, and this summer had lasted ten. And so So the Spirit
1: Summer is a big part of my theory. Yeah. Um I think that because of the Spirit Summer, the very last hot day, they lose their magic from that. Mm. And so, they're feeling those effects. They're still whites, but they're not whites because of the spirit summer. And so, they're brought into the tower, into the wall. And as we'll learn, it gets extremely cold. The spirit summer's ended. Yeah, but don't do the others bring the cold. Well, maybe they did, but this time, they had to have their power Mm. back. Yeah, that's interesting. After the spirit summer ends, then they brought the cold once they had their magic with them again. Yeah. At which point... Whoever's controlling them, if they're being controlled, would potentially be able to direct at Marmont, or however directed and focused they are. So the quote I have to read that goes along well, with so goes oh, runs, right, runs he with he him, does, runs, yeah,
0: and, uh, and then he, he runs off. He yeah. vanishes
1: into the trees. And without the dire wolf, John felt almost naked, which I think is a big. I, I really like that it's showing and developing that bond. This yeah, early glancing on, at come. each shadow with unease. And unbidden, he thought, back on the tales that old Nan used to tell them. And so I'm going to read a an excerpt yeah. here uh, because it's fucking cool. So when he was when he was a boy at Winterfell, this is a story old Nan used to tell him. He could almost hear her voice again and the click, click, click of her needles. In that darkness, the others came riding. she used to say, dropping her voice lower and lower cold and dead they were and they hated iron and fire and the touch of the sun and every living creature with hot blood in its veins hold fasts and cities and kingdoms of men all fell before them as they moved south on pale dead horses leading hosts of the slain they fed their dead servants on the flesh of human children so I think that that ending part is a little bit of old man trying to scare the kids to sleep the rest of that i think she's i don't know whether she's just remembering this because she saw this shit because she's fucking crazy she's old the man one who leads the others right like or but i think that's all accurate stuff there, yeah what yeah. she says on that
0: well from what we've seen of them in the prologue it seems pretty fucking accurate so. yeah no kidding so she and uh, the fact that the uh the man they hate iron but Othor's corpse was described as having iron veins. Yeah, yeah. interesting. So
1: I also think that uh, him recalling this story, which he's done with, he's going to be back in uh, the present again, but I think him recalling this story is what allows him to finally think maybe the fire will work mm. because he thinks of how no nothing should, the, the fire and the heat and the sun. Yeah, yeah. And
0: so. When they see the wall, John is vastly relieved, and Mormont calls Sam to the front, so Sam rides forward, very frightened. But. Mormont says, you're fat, but not stupid, boy. You did well back there, and you snow. And so Sam blushed and stammered out a courtesy, and John can't help but smile at Sam attempting to take a compliment. Yeah, yeah. And so they emerge from the trees, and Ghost runs up, muzzle red with blood. And again, you just get that weirwood Do you think John image. was pleased
1: not because of Sam, because Ghost was now fed and pleased?
0: Well, like, again, <laughs> I feel like there's something going on here, because it just... It just feels like Ghost is is embodying the Werewood with the red muzzle. Like, anytime he's described yeah, with the yeah. red muzzle, it's just an image of what did he get? What did Ghost go and hunt for? Because last we knew, he had the sun, scent of the whites, and that's what he went after. And right. so now is it the spirit somewhere that he's able to hunt
1: or he, something? He knows, yeah. So... Yeah, so they get greeted by the the one blast of the horn from the men up on top of the wall. One blast meant one ranger. Uh, the meant the rangers returning. Yeah, so I I wrote down a little quote here that I was a ranger for one day at least. Whatever may come, they cannot take that from me. And I just really thought that that kind of uh, it, it puts into words his resolve throughout the series. This this whole whatever may come. They can't take away from me what I have Like this is I had this at least This one day of Ranger I had my father Even though Ned Stark's Well maybe he'll one day find out Ned's not his father And he'll be like Well whatever that means Ned was still my father growing up Mm. And I still have that and so just this this kind of fortitude that he's building up with that that statement.
0: Go, go, added. Power Rangers. Anyway, Bo and Marsh is waiting for them at the first gate. <laughs> we were saying Bo the Ranger. Ranger a lot. I, I get so, you. All right. And you said he wanted yes. to be a Ranger. And, and he was a Ranger for a day, a he, Power yes. Ranger for a day.
1: I, I get you. All right. Megazord.
0: He'd be the Black Ranger. He would, with the uh, Cause he's the Night's Watch, yeah. yeah, the crow flying down yeah. from the wall. So Bowen Marsh is waiting at the first gate of the tunnel for them, and he says, my lord, there's been a bird, you must come at once. And Mormont says, what is it, man?
1: <laughs> and
0: curiously, Marsh looks at John before answering and says, Maester Eamon has the letter, he awaits you in your solar. So Mormont says to John to see to, the ho- to, see to his horse and for Sir Jeremy to put the dead men in the storerooms. And so, John leads the horses back to the stable, aware that people are staring at him. And it, rem- I got, again, uh, Harry Potter vibes, the chosen one yeah, type yeah. thing, where people are like looking at him, but then when he looks, they're like, oh, I don't know no, I wasn't looking.
1: And he sees Sir Alistair Thorne, half smiling as he crosses the, the yeah, yard. he's
0: drilling in the yard. Fuck
1: that cunt, dude.
0: And he stops what he's doing to stare at John and yeah. smile.
1: Now, granted, we do know that he was a Targ supporter. He was not for Baratheon coming into power, and that's why he's
0: at the wall. So he detests So you Ned. can absolutely understand why he has this contempt, but fuck you, Allison yeah. Thorne. Fuck you. Donald Noy st- stood in the door of the armory and says, God be with you, Snow. Be strong. And John thinks there's something wrong. John knows something is wrong it said you know nothing john so it said john knows something is wrong so we learned that the dead men were brought to one of the storerooms along the base of the wall a cold dark cell chiseled from the ice itself and used to keep meat and grain and beer fresh so i think it's interesting i'm going to just do some skirting here that this cell is pointed out because at the very end in a dance dragons full spoiler review podcast, Jon Snow will be killed and put, I believe, into one of these cells yeah. to keep if him not fresh. This exact same one. Until Melisandre or whatever I'm assuming Melisandra resurrects him. And so I just in this first book we're we're getting the cells where Jon could potentially be put as one of these Yeah, these creatures creatures. So Anyway, John saw to Mormont's horse. John saw to Mormont's horse first, and then his own, and then he sought out his friends. Which I really just think is such a telling sentence that at this such a harsh place, he still. Seeks out his friends. He wants to go They're find still his friends. friends. Yeah, like, people to, that he can talk to, which is just human and... nature. Everyone wants to have you know people who they can go and see for a friendly face. Yeah, and... So
1: there's only Pip in the common room yeah. when he gets there. Uh, Gren and Toad were up on the watch, out on a watch doing night's nice watch things, whatever that is for Gren and Pip. Uh, Toad, because I forget builders and fucking yeah, whatever. But Pip tells him that the king is dead.
0: And John is stunned, thinking that Robert had looked hale and healthy enough when he saw him last. And John asks how he can know. And Pip answers that one of the guards had overheard Glytus reading the letter to Maester Eamon. I'm sorry, John, he says. He was your father's friend, wasn't he?
1: Now this next few lines show how removed John is from everything down in king's landing because he starts wondering if joffrey will keep ned as the hand of the king and he's like yeah probably not he'll probably you know send him home find his own hand and then but then he starts getting hopeful that hey that means that the girls will all head home. maybe i can convince lord mormont to let me go visit Arya."
0: yeah get a day pass go have a picnic yeah, yeah, fucking like, spend the weekend It'd i be thought chill it as was hell. cool that he the first thing was that he says it would be nice to see aria smile again yeah yeah Obviously, we know which sister John prefers. Yeah, yeah. And Which sister? Um, I prefer.
1: But then he also says, "And to talk to his father, it's yeah
0: about a certain manner." And I
1: will ask him about my mother. He resolved. So he's curious. That it's good. It's good to show that it is on his mind. It's he past. Think he, he thinks that it's
0: past time. He knew. Yeah, like he's old enough. And so, Hake had said that the dead men were your uncles. Pip says to John, kind of pulling him out of his contemplation. John says, yes, two of the six. Dead a long time, but the bodies are queer, Sam will tell you, as John is just tired of thinking about his uncle's men dead and it's really bumming him out, so, you know... John.
1: Yeah, so John pretends <laughs> that he thinks that Lord Commander Marmont might need his help with something. Mm-hmm. He wants to go talk to Lord Commander and figure out, like, what's going on with the king and his father. And
0: Yeah, so the brothers on guard eyed him solemnly as he approached. And one of them says that the old bear was in his solar and he's asking for you. So John nods, thinking, trying to convince himself he wants fire yeah. or he wants wine. And he's just climbing these steps. And so he enters, and Mormon's bird immediately starts shrieking at him, Corn And so...
1: To which Mormon tells John that the bird is full of shit, and <laughs> he just ate. Like, don't don't listen to him. Um, he tells John to bring him a cup of wine, and to pour one for
0: himself. Yeah, Mormont's seated by the window reading a letter. And so John questions for myself, and... Mormont looks at him, and John immediately picks up that there's pity in those eyes. John could taste it. And so John pours the drinks, drawing it out as much as he can, because once the drinks are poured, the information's going to be revealed, and he's trying to delay that as much as possible so he doesn't have to face it. So Mormont tells him, sit, drink. Yeah, and John asks if it's his father, and he More. remains standing which I think is yeah, important yeah it's very important he maybe. just wants to know what the fuck is going on
1: No, I wrote down Mormon's speech here in a second or I've noted the to read this out um, because the bear tells him it's his father and the king and he touches the letter and I should turn to that page now that we're at that spot instead and he says your father and the king I won't lie to you it's grievous news I never thought to see another king, not at my age, with Robert half my years and strong as a bull. They say the king loved to hunt. The things we love destroy us every time, lad. Remember that. My son loved that young wife of his. Vain woman. If not for her, he would have never thought to sell those poachers. John could scarcely follow what he was saying. My lord, I don't understand. What's happened to my father?"
0: Pum, pum, pum. So
1: Mormon's gonna yell sit here, which I figure we'll move yeah, into. Yeah, no, that. but Mormon's getting um,
0: contemplative here. He f- jumps from subject to subject, so it's not it's not crazy that John wouldn't follow because at first yeah. he's thinking he's ruminating about the fact that Robert's dead and he's got this boy king now on the throne. He never thought he'd see that. And then he brings up the fact that the things we love destroy us yeah. every time, which is such a telling line for this series. And then he brings up his son, Jorah, and... Yeah, so I put shout-out, Jorah! Yeah, him selling him to the poachers. So he kind of... He's reflecting grand scale, and then he's kind of reflecting... Personally. Personally. And so... He yeah, Mormont says I told you to sit and drink, and that's a command, Snow. So John does and takes a sip of wine, and he tells him Lord Edard has been imprisoned and is charged with treason. But
1: but but my father would never the, a
0: traitor. The claims are he prodded, plotted with Robert's brothers to deny Joffrey the throne, and John just keeps blabbering. And Mormont so says that's, I actually did put that. John says my
1: father would never do that. Mm. Would he? Mm. And so he questions it himself
0: technically.
1: Yeah. Uh, but anyway, continue.
0: Yeah, Mormont says it's not for us to say, you know, we're not there. But John insists it's a lie. Had they all gone mad, Eddard Stark would never oh, dishonor himself. This is a spot I jumped ahead again, my bad.
1: Woody. he? And then... Yeah, because then he thinks of his mother and Ned. That
0: small little voice, man, that just doesn't shut up. And yeah. He fathered how, a bastard. How honorable can you be if yeah. you father a bastard? He won't even speak of her.
1: And so John asks what happened. What will happen to my father? And Mormont tells him he knows um, a few members of the small council.
0: And I intend to write a letter. He's going to write a letter. I'm going to write well a letter.
1: well-worded letter. And so he, he knows <laughs> Stannis,
0: Barry the Bold, and... Old bitch Pysel Old bitch Pysel So from his youth, and says, Whatever your father has or hasn't done, he is a great lord and should be allowed to take the black and join us here at the Wall. God knows we could use one with Lord's Eddard abilities. Lord Eddard's abilities. I'll try that one again without the mush mouth.
1: Jon knew people named Traitor that were allowed to serve the blacks, so why not Ned?
0: Yeah, it's a strange thought, though, Ned Stark up here. It would be uncomfortable because it's monstrous to strip Ned Stark of Winterfell. Right, like, right.
1: Well, I think that and there's the whole, like, he left home. This mm. is his college. It'd be like your father joining you in your dorm room. Like, <laughs> oh... No, like this isn't I was, I'm quite kinda, college. Like I'm, bi- well, it's more like he's building his. He's trying to establish himself. Yeah, yeah, do And his own thing. he's already got Uncle Ben's shadow to live in. Now he's got fucking Ned Stark, like shit, kid. Yeah. I mean, at least he would be able to learn about his mother, and but then he might push Ned off the wall or something. Who knows?
0: So Mormont goes on. A boy king. I imagine he'll listen to his mother. A shame the dwarf isn't his, isn't with him now. The lad's uncle. He saw our, he saw our need when he visited. It was a bad thing, your lady mother taking the imp captive. And John
1: quickly corrects him that she is not his mother. And I, God, I love the fact that he's like, in the Tyrion like he thinks is my friend. Yeah, he was like, a friend. Why of would she do
0: that? And says if Lord Edard was killed, Lady Catelyn would be as much to yes. blame as the queen. So John is being pretty realistic about that. Like, yeah, I mean, as much as. It's, a, it's it's an unpleasant by truth, bias. but it, it is absolutely a truth. Catelyn is to blame for sort of kicking things off by just kinda ignorantly grabbing Tyrion. I like just like that.
1: again his awareness of, you know, how decent Tyrion could what be. What if my
0: sisters, my lord, is like what is this? Like possibly the fifth or sixth question John's asked, but yeah, this is all doesn't... the info dump that like he's getting it all at once, so it's understandable. Yeah, what if my sisters, Arya and Sansa? They were with my father. And Mormont says that the letter made no mention of them, but he'll asks when, when, ask when he writes his fucking letters because he's going to get some info. He's writing some letters. He's writing letters. Dark
1: days and cold nights ahead, if ever they needed a strong king. He gives John a look and says, I hope you don't plan on doing anything stupid.
0: He's my father, he wanted to say, <laughs> but he doesn't, so he makes himself sip some wine. And Mormont says, your duty is here now. Your old life ended when you took the Black. King's Landing is no longer our concern. And so Mormont finishes his wine and tells John that he could go. He no longer has any need of him for tonight. And that tomorrow, John can help him write the letters. So, John doesn't remember standing or leaving his solar. The next thing he knew, he was just descending the dour steps thinking, This is my father and sisters. How is this none of my concern?
1: Right. So that's the teenage angst.
0: I gave it to, uh... Donald Noy, but outside it's the guard who tells him to be strong, boy, the gods are cruel. And John realizes that they all fucking know. like Everybody, in yeah. the, I'm the last person here to know.
1: And he wants to say my father is no traitor, but it just sticks in his throat. He can't, he can't bring himself to say it. So, all of a sudden, the air begins growing colder as the spirit's summer was drawing to an end. Mm. And, as I mentioned... Now that the bodies are already brought in here and the spirit summer is drawing to an end, the night is coming to. Yeah, a close. no, that's an in,
0: that's an interesting one. Definitely. Perhaps
1: the magic is returning to those whites where they can. Yeah, because they almost do seem
0: like suspended in animation, like right, robots. Right, because their are eyes are open. Down. They yeah. have
1: blue eyes. They have like the con. The, the blood is congealed, and all these traits—they're just not moving. Yeah, and so I feel like it was. That might be even why they're still there, is because they killed them and then the spirit summer hit, because it's been a few days, you know? Well, I so... mean, they
0: could have been killed up with Benjen and then walked. They were right, approaching exactly. the wall, the and spirit summer hit, and they collapsed, yeah. yeah. So the rest of the afternoon passes for John as if in a dream. He couldn't say where he went, who he spoke to, or what he did. And he only knew that Ghost was with him and that he was comforted by the direwolf's presence. And he thinks that the girls don't even have that. Their wolves would have kept them safe. But Lady is dead and Nymeria lost. They are all alone. Was that sent in the letter? No. Nymeria
1: being lost and stuff? and
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I think in the, uh, the letter where Bran fell. Okay. Yeah, I think it was just a just... general update from yeah, Lewin. Yeah, okay. So, um... John heads for the common hall for supper and Hob ends up giving John an extra portion. And a like, good chunk of bread. Hob fucking knows. What and up, Hob? John looks around and has the Harry Potter moment as he looks around the yeah, common yeah. hall and people Everyone's are like looking the, at That's him. That's yeah. yeah. Right. And so his has, friends were there, though. His like, friends rallied to yeah. him. Mathar immediately says, it's a lie. We And Pip joins in. We all know it's a lie. Even Gran knows it's a lie. And Sam takes John's hand. And offers to go with him to the Werewoods to pray to the old gods. Yeah, yeah.
1: And he knew Sam was as much a brother as Bran. Uh, yeah, or Rob this at this point, because
0: he, he genuinely means Howard is he, willing to go where they beyond, just found these corpses yes. and sit with John while he prays for his father's safety. Like Yeah. That's, that's a
1: true bro. He's that's what it is. And so he's just seeing how much and they you know
0: they lit candles it's all of them because all of them would be willing to go exactly yeah they're all as much brothers as Rob and Brandon. which is super dope then they hear a laugh as sharp and cruel as a whip ah
1: not only a bastard but a traitor's bastard
0: Sir Alistair is just Gross. Just chilling with the men around him, loving life He's right the biggest now. Cunt on the planet, in the blink of an eye, John was on the table, dagger in hand. Pip tried to grab for his leg as John began sprinting down the table, kicking Pip off. He kicks the bowl of stew from Sir Alister's hands. <laughs> People were shouting, but John Snow didn't hear them. He lunged at Sir Alister's face, at his Onyx eyes, with the dagger slashing. But Sam put himself between them. Then Pip grabbed him and jumped on his back. Gren forced the knife from his hand, and Toad grabbed him as well. So can I point out who was the first one in between them? Exactly, Samwell Tarly. In between put himself
1: In between, Alistair. John Thorne was lunging, and John Snow, who's going to stab Alistair Thorn. Yeah, in the John face. was straight up lunging. Samwell Tarly
0: got between them, like. Coward. Coward. Yeah. Why? So, the fuck? So, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. There's really, John hates this motherfucker, and Sir Alistair Thorne absolutely had it coming, but as we learn, Mormont did just tell him not to do anything yeah. stupid. So John
1: is locked up. Yeah, he he's
0: marched to his quarters.
1: No visitors, and he's not allowed to leave until the Lord Commander has met with the High Officers to decide what's to be done. Is...
0: Alice, are going to be allowed in on those because he's
1: one of the high officers.
0: Probably. But Mormont came to see him and says, I did tell you not to do anything stupid, boy, to think I had had high hopes for you. And so I think Mormont's expecting death. And the only redemption is what happens here yeah, at the end. Yeah. So They did let him have ghosts. His friends were not allowed to see him, but the old bear did relent and allow him ghosts so he wasn't utterly alone. And he just thinks my father, or he tells ghosts, my father is no traitor. And Ghost just turns and looks at him in silence and slumps against the wall, watching the candle flicker, thinking that I will not sleep tonight in this cold, dark cell. And then he fell asleep. And then he fell asleep. And... He must have dozed, for when he awoke, his legs were stiff and cramped, and the candle had long burned out. But Ghost was on his hind legs, scrabbling at the door.
1: Which, if you listen to some of our early episodes, you can hear Barrack Dog Dogdarian doing that to us.
0: Yep. And... Fun. He got
1: treats for it because he doesn't get punished. <laughs> because... So when he got up and asked Ghost what's going on, the dire wolf turned and silently snarled
0: out at like John. Yeah, yeah. like he's, he's fucking John thinks has he gotten mad. Yeah, he's shut. he should says it's it's me, Ghost, trying to keep his voice from shaking, but now he's John trembling,
1: is shaking
0: violently, and thinks when did it get so cold?
1: When the spirit
0: summer ended
1: and the magic rose, the the whites brought the cold with them.
0: So ghost <laughs> backs away from the door. Deep gouges where he was raking at it. Yeah. And John says, "There's someone out there, isn't there?" And he crouches. Uh, ghost crouches forward. Uh, Jesus. Goat. Go. <laughs> <No. laughs> you said goat. Ghost crouches <sighs> and begins to back up. There he goes. He got
1: it. Hooray. Yay. So, John opened the door.
0: And when he pulls it open, the creek almost makes him jump. But his guard. He I wonder sees... if the creek sounded
1: like Samuel Tarley saying. No. no.
0: But the, the, the guard that was guarding his door was sprawled bonelessly across the steps. He dead. Looking up at him. Looking up at him, even though he was lying on his stomach. His head had been twisted completely around. I don't, to me, that almost felt like the,
1: the over-the-top cheesy thing from Martin where it's like, facing him. Mm.
0: but But his body is faced the other way. They're eating her. And <laughs> then they're going to eat me. Anyway. So, John panics. He's freaking the fuck out. This is the Lord Commander's Tower. This shit can't happen.
1: Yeah, there's supposed to be guards posted everywhere. There's no reason somebody could have snuck in and I'm having a
0: nightmare is what he thinks. It's a fucking nightmare. So Ghost slides out the door and starts up the steps, but stops and looks back at John.
1: Who then immediately hears sounds of boots scraping on stone coming from above in Lord
0: Commander's chambers. A nightmare this might be, but it was no dream. And so John grabs the guard's sword from its sheath, the steel making him feel a bit bolder, and he goes up the stairs, Ghost before him, probing any suspicious darkness with the point of his sword.
1: Then they start hearing the shriek of Mormon's bird again.
0: Corn, corn, corn! And Ghost man. just takes off.
1: Yeah, he, uh, John follows up as fast as he can, and the door to Mormon's solar was already open. And he, he goes running
0: in. Ghost. Go, well, Ghost charges in. John stops in the doorway because it's right. pitch black in there. And yeah, he calls out,
1: Who's there? And then he sees in the back a, a hooded figure making its way into Mormont's sleeping
0: chamber. A shadow in the shadows. And so, uh, yeah, a man shaped in all black, but w- under the hood, its eyes shone with icy blue radiance. And go slept. Man and wolf went down together silently, rolling into chairs and tables, knocking shit over. Mormont's bird flying overhead, screaming corn. So, so it... before we get too far,
1: did it have a hood? Like, did this thing get dressed? Because I would imagine that Eamon was doing some tests on it. They got there in the afternoon.
0: That's what's, Like, did this it... feels so coordinated? Right. This I think is so a too. targeted attack. Like it got a hood. It is and straight up the hood going up. for Mormon. Because it... even if it didn't, if it did, it was wearing something with a hood, I don't think it would have pulled the hood up. This is this is the Lord Commander's tower, as John said. This thing had to go from the cell where they keep the shit in the wall, outside that, across the yard to the tower, up the steps. Yeah, like, what the hell? It was on a mission to kill Mormon. like, 100%. And so yeah they're they're slamming into shit John felt as blind as Maester Amy so he
1: grabs a hold of the curtains and wrenches them open to let the moonlight stream in light up and he sees swollen dark fingers closing on the throat of his wolf Uh, John jumps forward and since Ghost can't break free he cuts one of the arms uh, off with his the sword he's got yeah cuts through
0: flesh and bone yet the sound was wrong somehow yeah
1: and there's an immediately gross smell and he sees the hand wriggling around on
0: the floor, just flopping all over the place. The smell that engulfed him was so queer and cold, he almost gagged. And Ghost pulls free of the other hand and crept away, tongue lolling out of his mouth. The hooded man lifted his pale face, and John slashed at it without hesitation, laying him open to the bone, taking half of his nose, Tyrion, opening a gash under those eyes, those eyes, eyes like blue stars burning. And John thinks that I know that face, Othor. And, and he, he reels back, fucking lose it. He's dead. Yeah. He's dead. John what the shrieks. Fuck I saw yeah. His
1: voice gone shrill. As and then Othor, the, worst,
0: the worst possible fucking thing he feels scrabbling at his ankle. Yeah. Looks down, and black fingers are clawing at his calf, have actually gotten through a little bit of the fabric. And so he uses his sword in revulsion to flick it the fuck off, (laughs) and oh, Thor then
1: slams into him, knocking him off his feet, flinging the sword away from him. And right as John is getting the chance to scream for help, the white shoves its hand down his fucking throat.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the the white jammed its corpse, uh, black corpse fingers Ooh. into John's mouth. John gags, trying to push it off, but it's way too heavy. The fingers go further, icy cold, choking him. Its face was against his own, filling his world. Frost covered its eyes, sparkling blue. John is still trying to break free when suddenly it's gone. The fingers are ripped from his throat, which I imagine feels just as yeah, awful as yeah. them going in. So retching... Trying not to puke and, and shaking watching as as ghost dragged it away. The
1: goodest boy and we remember, uh, away now. What did I say? Now remembering.
0: Yeah, ghost is tearing into the thing's gut, ripping out its thing. And I thought it was interesting that the entrails, John. Just like Arya think, uh, and Bran thinks of the purple snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his were the black iron, gross ones. Yeah. And yeah. So. Oh yeah. The John remembers, remembers the to see his sword. sword, and he looks up and sees Mormont naked, naked and groggy, with an oil lamp, and the arm begins to crawl toward Mormont. Yeah. Clearly marking him as the right. fucking target.
1: And so John tries to yell, but he can. I mean he just yeah. puked up this dead man's arm and he picks uh kicks the hand away from Mormon. Like runs up, kicks that thing,
0: takes his lamp, throws it at the curtain. Well, we get before he even throws it, we get burn the Raven Cod. Burn. Oh right. burn. Burn. Who Why taught the, it burn? Who the fuck?
1: Now We can speculate all day and night that, you know, he was talking, that Mormont was talking to Eamon that night and saying, you know, and then the men wanted to burn it, and then I told him to wait until you got to investigate, and so he got it in his head, but... why
0: would he just I start f- shrieking it out I right now? I feel like we would have been shown the scene where the right. bird was taught the word if, exactly. if, if we weren't meant to question why the fuck it speaks up saying burn right now. Burn. Unless someone's warging into it, essentially. It,
1: something is telling us to... Or something telling is telling to, John, it, to burn. yeah. Who the fuck like is that? Burn, exactly. Who is it at this point? Yeah, is it the, Three-Eyed it Raven?
0: Be... Is it Quaith? Is it Bran? Is it Ned Stark? Is it Rhaegar Targaryen? Is it Ares fucking Targaryen? Is it Fagum? I don't know. It's but, John.
1: He's working into it from right now, from the past.
0: It's canon now. Sure. So, yeah, then John remembers the drapes that yes. he pulled down earlier, and he chucks the oil lamp into it. And as they start
1: burning, he reaches into the fire and grabs a fistful.
0: Calls Ghost back to him. Ghost, and Ghost immediately He does have the back. best
1: lookout for, he's always looking out for his back. Right? That's good.
0: So the white is struggling to rise from ghosts, fucking it up, and yet John just plunged his hand into the flames grabbed a fistful and whipped it at the dead man and thinks to himself, let it burn. And then in his head, he prayed as the, uh, the cloth smothered the corpse. Please, gods, let it burn. Let it burn. Please. And that's Johnny Snow's chapter. Yeah. So as we know, that hand injury will cost John quite dearly yeah, throughout the yeah. rest of the series. It's going to be a
1: lot of pain and a lot of anguish for that kid right there with the but hand stuff. But he
0: ends up saving his own skin after trying to kill one of the high officers by protecting the Lord Commander. Right. And the quick thinking. I mean, no one fucking knew that fire would actually work, and luck. apparently the raven did, the crow, but... Thank goodness. John did not, and so he took a shot, and he held his own against a fucking undead being. So, you got an inductee? um yeah so i
1: i really i'm gonna give it to the one i initially stated when we talked about it the other other day i just want to do an honorable mention for sir jeremy Riker. yeah uh just because he kept it real but mine goes to Samuel tarley because the motherfucker's not a coward as much as he's self-proclaimed once again it's we made a big discussion about it a few episodes back now where we said that it's he's a product of his environment what is his father convinced him that he needs to be this. You aren't this. You're a failure. And it was driven into well, him Well, I mean, so it's much. such a... I mean, that's a... And that's not just theme, him, but That's, it's, like,
0: about our, 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 even our world. What are these traits right. of masculinity, of that what are men required. are supposed to be? Exactly.
1: Yeah. And so he's he, he he's been told his whole life, and so in order to appease,
0: he believes it. Mm-hmm. But it's not the case. He's a badass kid. He, I mean, he's... He's brave in his he's in Samuel Tarly's way. Loyal. Just he's like John said just like John said to Maester Eamon, like he's got the things he's good at. So Sam is brave in his little Sam way. Right. Like it's not When it comes
1: to protecting his friends. Yeah. Not when it comes to wanting to be a lord of the realm or and go. Show off and, and get the babes right. and yeah. So Samuel Tarley's
0: mine. Mine is going to the fucking crow. Because well, yeah. the burn, burn, burn is the most one of the most intriguing parts of that chapter to me is why this thing is calling out a warning. Yeah, it's of... funny because
1: we had, I mean, almost immediately after finishing the chapter and taking notes, we got in touch with each other and were like, dude, that nobody said fucking burn. Yeah. Nobody. Um, which brings us into our write-in. Yeah, we had some week.
0: correspondence from the Not-So-Silent Sisters. Yay,
1: thank you for writing in again, yeah. as always.
0: And so, uh, jumping right into it, they say, it's interesting that George R. R. Martin makes a note of the unnaturally warm weather. Ever since I realized the others can seemingly move among people without being seen, I imagine them in the background during most scenes at the wall or north of it. So reading that it's warm almost gives me, me the impression that there has been an other within their group that just isn't currently present. I realize it's still technically summer, but it's still something fun to think about. I love that that like that Yeah, just, yeah. uh There's a fucking snake in the grass that, was, that I they was don't thinking, even know. I agree. I think that's but, a cool thought. Uh, and she goes on to say that uh, I think it's pretty fucked up that Sir Alistair Thorne has a half smile on his face when he sees John knowing the terrible news that John is about to receive. Agreed. I get the dude has no taste for the green boy, but shit. And let's again add to the running theme of dangers of love. The things we love destroy us every time, lad. Remember that a wise old bear indeed yes how dope so. is it that the old bear's raven started calling burn even though to our knowledge nobody said the word burn and well, I, you had actually you had thought for a minute that maybe mormont took the bird with him yeah I was out to I had examine. Thought about it and
1: so I checked around and actually looked back to see if I could find anywhere where the bird was noted or mentioned or anything like that but I could find yeah, shit, no, so, pissing me off. So, so we
0: go on to their inductees. of Brandy will be inducting our favorite self-proclaimed coward, Samuel Tarley. woo This is the first time I finally began to appreciate him. While examining the corpses, he was able to show his value and knowledge that John fought so hard to make him make Amen see. And, Absolutely,
1: I agree. And with that, again, uh of Brandy will be offering her uh, inductee for Unsept Afton, because she's busy taking care of responsibilities. Uh, Unsept Afton, I believe, would invite the goodest boy in Westeros ghost <laughs> to the sisterhood. Hugs, shout out to the direwolf for not Huge only finding out. the rangers. Oh, hugs, I said. Hugs,
0: shout Whoa. out.
1: Um, their new glasses. That's oh, the yeah. Yeah. Huge shout out to the direwolf for not only finding the rangers' dead bodies, but saving the fucking Lord Commander, the pet that was promised. That's my favorite thing ever. I love that. I've never, that's
0: wonderful. As always, we love, that. like, Ghost is, Ghost was the other point where the raven calling, it was the animals in John's chapter that intrigued yeah, me the most. Yeah, absolutely. And, and even the dogs, yeah. the horses, and their reactions so, and responses, which again brings is... me to why
1: I think that the whites were whites at that point. Mm. So, um... As they always say, the Silent Sisters, thank you for writing in, sending in your abductees. Um, all men must die, but we are not men. Word. That. Um, but, yes, the Spirit Summer, the Whites, I think that they were actually Whites, just kind of dropped down for the time being, mm. re-jumped up in the thing. But those are my thoughts.
0: Yeah, it was it was a great chapter. I really liked that one. I really like all the stuff north of the wall. I like the stuff with Ghost, especially the silent one. If you like that kind of stuff.
1: Next chapter is Bran, and holy shit do we get into some stuff there.
0: There's going to be a lot of yeah, stuff so in it with Bran. This is
1: a bit of a longer episode. I'm expecting Bran to be of similar length, so yeah. hopefully you're sticking around for it. We appreciate you guys. If you have inductees of your own, write to us. We know that these socials are a little crazy. We're working We're on working them. we on promise it. you we are actively aware. Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. We can be reached on Twitter. I'm on at manners without. Zach is car- at carstark92. Yeah. We have our Patreon at, at patreon.com/slash without manners. Um, what else do we got there? We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, rate Google. Rate review if you rate can. Would... Those are
0: so helpful. Love you like Sansa loves Joffrey. And And
1: we're going to start plugging some fundraising events for the Amazon rainforest, all that, here soon. I just would like to do a little more research into what one we want, but in the meantime
0: Yeah, because that motherfucker's still burning Tell
1: people, like, get this stuff aware. Like, it would cover the, the eastern
0: seaboard so of like, the United States Yeah, yeah it's we, crazy. Need, uh, we need to step some shit up here because we are just failing as this human beings. This is our beings. planet, man. We're just failing as human oh, beings. Oh,
1: our Gmail is without brotherhood <laughs> at gmail.com Tell us how we are not failing as human beings and let us know your thoughts on this book series that we all love so much I have to pee until next time, Valor de Harris. Peace. Hey, Zach. Hey. You listening to a podcast right now? I will be. Are you going to be doing it on your favorite app? Well, I have a couple of them. Which one? Well, the one I'm talking about is PodCoin, where you can listen and earn great rewards. I'm pretty sure we have a code for that one. We do. If you are a new user of PodCoin, you can type in Brotherhood and get 300 coins to spend on fucking cool stuff. Sweet, like giving to charity or gift cards. Yeah, gift cards to like Starbucks and Amazon and all sorts of other places. So if you're you're
0: hearing this, why haven't you already downloaded PodCoin and started listening to us? Listen to us there. And earn some coins. Do it. Yeah. Yeah.